This is the Collector Car Podcast, the home for the auto enthusiast. Join Greg Stanley as he applies over 25 years of insights and analytical experience to the collector car market. He will interview the experts and throw in some fun stuff as well. Hey, all, and welcome to the Collector Car Podcast. Uh, Before we start today's episode about the killer bees, I did want to share about my little car that I think is pretty killer. Uh, It's up for sale on Bring a Trailer as we speak, my 1999 Porsche Carrera. Uh, It's been a great car. I've had it for a number of years. I absolutely loved having this car, and it's just time to move on. It's a great car to buy. I fixed all the little things that are a concern with 996 Porsches, the IMS Baron. It's got a new clutch, new wheels, new tires, new starter, new coils, all sorts of cool stuff. But it's a beautiful little car. I've had a ton of fun with it. So go to bringatrailer.com if you are looking for something fun. Now, you might be wondering, why am I not selling this with RM Sotheby's? Uh, they would be my first choice, obviously, uh, but there's just not a form in which to sell it at this time. And even if there was, I don't know that a 73,000 mile 996 would be accepted. <laughs> um, I like to say that, you know, if this was a 996 Turbo with 4,000 miles on it, I would have it selling at our Monterey sale. Uh, but unfortunately, there's just not a spot for me to sell it, but I do need to move it on. Um, So anyways, if you are interested, uh, be sure to check it out. All right, now let's move on to the Group B car. So uh, this is a a topic. I am not a race car guy by any stretch. I just find these cars pretty fascinating because they're really wicked looking. They're based on factory production cars that are really kind of dialed up to 11. If you're joining me on uh, YouTube, you'll see I've got some pictures up here. So I'm going to read an article, uh, let's see, an article called These Were the Most Insane Group B Rally Cars by Jan Milliard. Now this is from uh, hotcars.com, really nice article, and they go over their top 10 uh, Group B cars. So I will throw some pictures up and some valuation data if it's available, which is pretty rare for these cars. Uh, And then also maybe uh, I found some recent sales and some pretty cool pictures of some of these cars. So Let's kick it off here. So incredibly fast and dangerous, the Group B era is regarded as one of the most insane periods in the history of the World Rally Championship. The year was 1983 when the FIA announced a new set of regulations reducing the number of cars required for homologation and was aimed to push the boundaries of new technology and car design. With no restrictions on on boost pressure, no minimum required weight, and unlimited use of high-tech materials, Group B cars quickly evolved into fire-breathing monsters built to go fast on any given terrain. However, as speeds increased, so did the danger. And as a series of uh, fatal high-profile accidents and lack of crowd control meant the Group B era only lasted until 1986 and was replaced by the production-based Group A cars in 1987. I've recently seen there's Group N, a lot of different groups. Uh, Let's see. Though the era was short-lived, Group B cars acquired legendary status for rally fans and automotive enthusiasts alike due to the terrifying speed and sophisticated technologies that they possessed. With that being said, there are, here are some examples of rally cars that race in the Group B era. So I'm just going to go down the list here. This is their top 10. And I think almost all of these cars had been sold at RM Sotheby's at one point or another. So I'm going to flip through some pictures as I talk about these cars to kind of get a better feel for what they are all about. Now, the first one's almost comical. These cars really almost look like cartoons. Uh, So this first one's number 10, the Audi Quattro Sport S1. 
So if you're joining me on YouTube, it looks like a Matchbox car that's been squished. Crazy wing on it, uh, mud flaps, big old uh, air dam, all sorts of craziness going on with this car. Just an absolute monster. So when rallying start, we start off with rallying's most iconic game changer, the four-wheel drive Audi Quattro. Back then, rally cars were limited to two-wheel drive as car manufacturers thought the added weight of the drivetrain would make the cars too heavy and uncompetitive. However, Audi proved everyone wrong and single-handedly changed the world of rallying thanks to the superior traction brought about by their Quattro four-wheel drive system. By the end of 1986, the Quattro Sport S1 developed over 900, I'm sorry, over 590 horsepower while weighing only 2,400 pounds. So this particular one I'm showing online is really kind of nuts. It's got six fog lights in the front, uh, two groups of three, uh, really, really nuts. Uh, but we are seeing these pop up at auction quite frequently now. And uh, there's definitely some trends you can see out of it. This particular one, Let's see, the estimate was in pounds, British pounds, 1.75 million to 2.25 million, and it hammered for $1.8 million. Now this particular one, let's see, it was campaigned in 1985. It was highly original and, unrestored, and fully restored. One of the few S1E2s outside of the factory ownership with WRC history. So a pretty stellar one that was sold fairly recently with RM Sotheby's. All right, now this one, there is actually some valuation data on it. Uh, let's see, number one condition, now this would be for the street version, uh, is $585,000. The one-year change is flat, while the three-year change is up 7.9%. If you look at the entire market trend for the entire time that this car has existed, the price has gone up 431%. So it definitely has I've seen a lot of interest grow in these cars from a collectability standpoint over the last few years. All right, the next one we're going to talk about is a Lancia 037. So let me flip to this car. Again, another crazy looking car. And this one has the clamshell over the back engine. And this particular one has rally stripes from, from Martini. So same as the ones I have in my little Porsche 996. Uh, it's basically blue. Light blue, dark blue, red. Uh, very, very cool car. All right, so Jeremy Clarkson's feature on the rivalry between Audi and Lancia in the Group B era tells you all you need to know about the Lancia 037. It's the last ever rally car to win the WRC using only two-wheel drive. Now from Wikipedia, backed by an experienced team with clever racing tactics, the 325 horsepower, 2100 pound Alantia 037 beat the Audi Quattro in 1983 for the Constructors Championship. Now the example that I'm showing online right now from rmsotheby's.com, super cool looking. The estimate was 950,000 pounds <clears throat> to 1.2 million and it hammer sold for just over a million pounds. Let's see, this was one of the most significant Group B models, the last rear wheel drive World Rally Championship. Uh, so this one was winner of the 1983 DAAC Rally. Uh, so very, very cool. Uh, very interesting looking car, like I said. All right, next we're moving on to the Peugeot. So this is the Peugeot T, I'm sorry, this Peugeot 205 T16. Now this is via racecar.com. The Peugeot 205 T16 was the car that ended 
Audi's domination of the World Rally Championship. It was lighter, shorter, and more powerful than the Quattro and utilized a mid-engine layout for better weight distribution. As a result, the Peugeot won the 1985 title with Timo Salonen as, as the lead driver. Now from Motor One, as the Group B formula was short-lived, the Peugeot went down in history as the most successful car in the Group B era, amassing two drivers and constructors titles and won 16 rallies in total. Now, if you're not joining me on YouTube, it looks like just your basic hatchback with uh, flared fenders in the rear with a vent, some crazy graphics on it. Uh, not as wild as some of the other ones, but definitely a full-on race car, especially when you look at the interior. Now, this particular one, uh, at the time, I'm not quite sure what year this sold. It's been a while. 2016, uh, the estimate was 600,000 euros to 800,000 euros offered in Monaco and at the time it was it did not sell and stated here it was one of only 20 works 205 T16 Evolution 1 Group B cars uh, that was in existence ever raced so pretty pretty cool car or right, the next one is one I actually like a lot you know that I like Fords this is a Ford RS 200 uh, the one I have online is a picture from 2022 the Ford RS200 had all the makings of an all-conquering rally car, a mid-engine layout, four-wheel drive, and lightweight chassis, but before its potential was realized in the WRC, FIA had already pulled the plug on the Group B formula. Womp womp. Yeah, that kind of sucks. You make the car for a particular race series, and then it gets uh, discontinued <laughs> before it even starts, before it can even race. All right, uh, let's see. The third place finish in its debut saw the potential of the RS200 into competing with the likes of the 205 T16, but eventually the series of accidents the car got into contributed to the demise of the Group B era. So this is definitely one of the killer bees. Now, a few years ago, actually many years ago, I interviewed Jason Priestley from Beverly Hills 90210 when he was racing cars and I met him when he was racing a 1995 Mustang Cobra R at Road Atlanta and actually interviewed him for a magazine. And he owned one of these. And it's my understanding he never really drove it. He just kind of had it in his garage. I think they're really good looking. Bodied by Gia. Uh, again, short wheelbase. It's got crazy fog lamps in the front. Four in a row. Uh, you know, actually larger than the headlights. Two hella lamps um, down in the bumper integrated clamshell back rear engine uh pretty iconic i mean a very special special car now this particular one did not have an estimate on it and some of the bullet points from arm Sotheby's listing here an icon of 1980s performance and power one of the rare breed of homologated road cars from the heyday of group b racing this particular one is understood to be one of only 57 rs200 models made in right-hand drive, according to the Ford RS200 database. Powered by the Cosworth Engineer turbocharged 1.8-liter motor, upgraded from new to deliver 350 brake horsepower, an extra 100 brake horsepower compared to the standard. So very, very cool car. I think it looks pretty good. If you can ever see one of these or want something special in uh, your collection, I would recommend one of these highly. And I believe they trade for anywhere from $350,000 to $500,000 out of my price range, but <clears throat> not super crazy when you consider 
what a lot of these other Group B cars uh, sell for. Super, super cool. All right, next we're moving on to the sixth one in this list, the Renault 5 Turbo. Again, this is a funky little little car. It looks like a little hatchback that's been widened in the back. Again, a lot of fog lights on the front. Uh, very, very cool looking tiny car. All right, so built originally as a Group 4 car, the Renault 5 Turbo Rally car was very different from its road-going counterpart as the comp competitive version had a mid-mounted engine and rear-wheel drive compared to the production version's front engine, front wheel drive. The Renault 5 Turbo was designed by Bertone and the mid-engine layout was inspired by the all-conquering Lancia Stratos of the early 1980s. It was also the concept that inspired Renault years later to release the Clio V6. Very cool little hot hatch. All right, next, and I don't believe I have a picture of this one, so I'll keep flipping on the Renault. Let me make sure is the MG Metro 6R4. I had never heard of this car before. Uh, I did the research for this. So the MG Metro was a bestseller during its time in production, but the six-cylinder real-engine four-wheel drive version built for Group B was a different kind of monster. It developed over 410 horsepower and competitive spec back in 1985 and was built by none other than the Williams F1 team. Very, very cool. No price comps on this one, unfortunately. All right, we have four more to go. Uh, I do not have a picture of this next one. This one really surprised me when I learned about it. It's the Mitsubishi Starion four-wheel drive. So Mitsubishi's successor to the Lancer 2000 Turbo was supposed to be the Starion four-wheel drive, a rally car based on the Starion sports car that the Japanese mark built during the 1980s. The rally version sported shorter overhangs and used more conventional headlamp layouts compared to the road-going version's pop-up headlamp. It developed over 350 horsepower and weighed just a little over 2,100 pounds. It could have taken flight to Peugeot, Audi, and Lancia in the Group B era. However, before it was homologated for competition, the FIA had already banned Group B cars and the potential of the Starion 4WD was not realized. All right, the next one, I also do not have a picture, but I'm going to throw one up that's fairly similar. Uh, it's the 288 GTO. So this is a big car, big Ferrari, worth a lot of money today. But, uh, you know, it was originally designed for other purposes. Now, what I did not know is there was another Ferrari, the picture I'm about to show you here, uh, the 308 GTB apparently was used in Group B as well for a little while. So I'll flip through those pictures while I talk about the GTL. Same as the Starion 4WD, the Ferrari 288 GTO sadly never proved its worth in the World Rally Championship due to the erupt end in 1986. It would have been fascinating to see Ferrari in rallying as the Italian mark usually competed in only sealed surface events. Interesting way to put that. Had the Group E era continued, Ferrari intended to produce 20 288 GTO evolutions for homologation purposes. However, the project later on morphed into one of the greatest in history, the Ferrari F40. All right, we've got two more here. This next one is the Opel Manta 400. I do have a picture of one of these that was sold in 2012 uh, by RM Sotheby's. 
All right, this one looks more like a sedan that's been converted for rallying. While it was not as competitive as its rivals in Group B due to its obsolete front engine rear-wheel drive layout, the Opel Manta 400 was still one of the most technologically advanced cars of that era. The car, car made full use of Kevlar body panels and developed over six, 700, sorry, and developed over 275 horsepower in competition form. Unlike other Group B cars, the Manta 400 saw continued use in other national competitions. Interesting. And was used by Jimmy McRae to win the British Rally Championship. All right, that's pretty cool. So this car is pretty wicked looking. Again, it has the four fog lamps up front. Uh, pretty cool looking. Let's see, 275 horsepower, inline four-cylinder engine with dual Weber carburetors. Uh, five-speed manual transmission. This particular one that was sold was driven on the 1984 Monte Carlo Rally. All right, so estimate on this one back in, what did I say, 2012 was 100 to 120,000 euros. All right, the number one car on the list from Hot Cars is the, is the 1985 Lancia Delta S4 Group B works car. Now this one I do have some valuation data for. Uh, again, very aggressive, crazy looking hot hatch. All right, so the, uh, let's see, last but not least, the very car that ended Group E era once and for, our, for all. <laughs> Let me see if I can speak English here. The Lancia Delta S4 was the successor of the rear wheel drive 037 and now featured a four wheel drive mid-engine layout similar to, to the successful Peugeot 205 T16. Now, in the picture I'm showing right now, the whole engine seems like it's hanging out of the back. It's such a crazy car. All right, it had twin charged engine, meaning it had a supercharger and a turbocharger, and it's 1.8 liter four cylinder power plant, which developed over 500 horsepower and competition trim. It only weighed just over 1,900 pounds, 1962, thanks to a tubular space frame constructed construction and Kevlar body panels. Ultimately, the insane power and lightweight frame it had led to Henry Tovonet fatal accident in 1986 where the car burst into flames when it plunged down to a ravine. The accident led to the cancellation of the Group B rally cars and effectively put the golden era of rallying to an unfortunate end. Sad, sad, sad. They just got a little bit too crazy, too fast, too uncontrollable. Uh, and unfortunately, people had to lose their lives before uh, they canceled the racing series. So insane cars. From a valuation perspective, now this would be for uh, the street version made for homologation. It's a 1985 Audi Quattro Turbo Sport, uh, not the race prepped with the Kevlar. Number one condition, $132,000. One year change up 12.8%. Three year change up 179 and over the entire lifespan evaluation trends is up 474%. So quite a car. All right. Uh, oh, there is one more I wanted to show if you're hanging out watching YouTube, just because it's pretty crazy looking. 1985 Mazda RX-7 Evo Group B works car. It doesn't, I mean, it, it's, you really have to squint your eyes to see the RX-7 aspect of this. I can see it in the front uh, fenders, basically. 
kind of in the roof line, but man, it is a wild looking car. No more headlights. It's just six big fog lights on front. Now this one at the time, this was back in 2017, the estimate was 170 to 190 pounds and it was not sold. So uh, this particular one was uh, never raced an unused original Group B works car that was displayed at Mazda's UK uh, headquarters. Interesting. Uh, all right. So that is it for this edition of the Collector Car Podcast. Always, as always, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Uh, don't forget, check out my Porsche on Bring a Trailer if you're interested. Share it with friends, and I will talk to all of you next week. Thanks for listening to the Collector Car Podcast. Don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes, and be sure to follow us on Instagram and everywhere else at the Collector Car Podcast.